morning, everybody. Welcome to Calvary Assembly of God. So happy to have all the moms in the house and uh, all of our, our family here to support. And um, We're here to worship the Lord today, amen? Let's just to give him praise. Lord, we love you. We're so happy to be in your presence, Jesus. You said where we gather in your name, you're here. And Lord, we love you. And we are so, so happy to be able to honor you together um, as one body. And Lord, we know that you have something that you want to speak to us as one body. And Lord, we're here in unity and in love for each other. And Lord, we just ask you to expand our love and show us more than we ever knew. Um, just today, Lord, teach us more in Jesus' name. And Lord, we want to bless you and honor you today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. You guys feel free to stand and worship. Some of us are going to be sitting down, but that's okay too. <laughs> Amen. Listening in the secret.
I just want to lift my hand to you, Lord. You are a wonderful God. May you have Fill this place with your amazing presence. And put out your power in us as we When brokenness and 
I've just gone through the motions. I'm sorry. And I just sang another song. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm sorry when I've come with my agenda. I'm sorry when I forgot that you're enough. Take me back to where we started. I open up my heart to you. I'm caught up in your presence. I just want to sit here at your feet. I'm caught up in this holy moment. I never want to Nothing else will do. I'm caught up. 
Hallelujah, Lord. We worship you and give you praise today. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you, Lord. Come on up, James. Glory to God. Glory to God. How's that for timing? She passes me the mic and it dies. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Well, good morning. Happy Mother's Day. It's a good day. Before we pray, I want to read just a quick scripture. It's in the book of John, chapter 5. And starting in verse 2, it says, Now there in Jerusalem... By the sheep gate a pool, which is called in, in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In there lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, and they were waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred the water. Then whosoever stepped in, and after the stirring of the water, was made well, and whatever, whatever disease he had, now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him laying there, he knew he had already been in that condition for a long time. And he said to him, Do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water is stirred. But while I am coming, another steps in down before me. And Jesus said, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. And immediately the man was made well, and he took up his bed and walked. Now, a lot of times we hear that scripture and we feel bad for this this man. He he'd been there for all these years and he'd been been waiting and he the the angel would come and stir and he, he couldn't get in there. But Jesus asked him a question, said that, Do you want to be well? And what did he say? He didn't say yes. He said, I don't have anyone to put me in the water. He made an excuse for his situation. He didn't see. He was waiting for an angel, and he didn't see his creator right before him. Sometimes we focus in the wrong area. And we're waiting for things to happen. When we need to just get up and walk. We need to exercise our faith. And we need to take authority over our situations. Jesus said, he didn't say be healed. He didn't say, and then I, 
bless you and you are healed. He said, take up your bed and walk. There's a lot of us here that have been dealing with things for a long time. 38 years maybe, or a long time. Maybe we've been needing a, an answer, a healing, a restoration. But I'm here to ask us to take up our beds. To not wait for an angel to stir the waters, but to trust in our Savior who has already healed us. He's already provided our healing. We need to step out in faith and trust him. Will you stand with me this morning? In the name of Jesus. Father, I just ask right now that we not wait for a water to be stirred but that we take up our beds. We take up our beds and we walk. Father, I, I ask for those relationships that need healing right now, those families that are broken, that are struggling on this Mother's Day. Father, I speak restoration into families right now for children to come back for husbands and wives to be restored, for families to be reunited in Jesus' name. Father, I speak to our physical bodies. I take authority over sickness right now in Jesus' name. Bodies be quickened, be restored. Blind eyes be healed. Weak limbs be restored. Lameness be restored. In Jesus' name, feet be renewed. Legs be restored. Blood be cleansed. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I speak healing into our bodies. We take authority over sickness. We say sickness be gone in Jesus' name. Quicken our bodies right now in Jesus' name. For finances, Father, I speak into our, our finances right now. Lord, for those that need a supernatural restoration financially, I speak opportunity into their lives. I speak blessing into their lives in Jesus' name. Father, I ask that this week will be a bountiful week. Opportunities will be presented in Jesus' name. And I thank you that I can trust you. for all my needs. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated.
Amen. Well, happy Mother's Day, everyone. We've got some new moms. We've got some not-so-new moms in here. I see the, the little, littlest one, I think, has made it here this morning. Amen. Amen. Do we have any visitors here today? Some special? Wonderful, wonderful. Would you, is this a family member, a friend? Darlene, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for coming. Thank you for taking time out of your day. Yes. Amen. Well, welcome back. I, I welcome. Thank you for taking some time. Amen. Amen. Any anyone else, sir? Yes. Ron, thanks for thanks for coming back. Welcome, welcome. Did I miss anyone else? Y yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Wonderful. Well, thank you, everyone, for coming. We thank you for taking time. I know this is a special day, and you could be a hundred other places, but thank you for taking some time and, and spending it with us and with your family. We just bless you and thank you for that. Amen. We've got a big day today, so um, I want to move quickly into our declaration, into our, uh, an important part of our worship. So if you would, join with me in our declaration. As we receive today's offering, I am believing the Lord for jobs and for better jobs, for raises and bonuses, for benefits and salaries and commissions, for favorable settlements, for estates and inheritances, for interests and income, for rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decreased, and blessings increased. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial need, that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We have a song for you today that's a little different for this choir department, but I asked them to help me. And uh, on the chorus, the cover talks about Mama. Amen. How many know that Mama is about as close as you get, I think, to talking to an angel? When Mama prayed. Mama. 
listen guys, this is for you and I. Some of you can identify with this next chorus. The verse says, 17 and wild, I hit the bottle. Doing everything I shouldn't do. Burning down life's highway in full throttle. While mama burnt the candle on her knee. And one night I came home half sober. I saw mama kneeling in the den. As I listened, she and Jesus talked it over. Hallelujah! I knew my restless days were about to end. Come on, y'all. Mama things happen when mama prayed, lives were changed. song is over. <laughs> Short and sweet. That's so fun. Praise the Lord. Mama pray. It's worth it to be praying. Man, they got you, you got them going, Dad. All right, hey, you can come back tomorrow, um, Sunday night. Come back tonight. We'll, uh, we'll have a little bit more. We're going to pray real quick for our offering. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We, we lift up this offering to you. Father, I thank you for blessing us and providing for us. Lord, right now I speak blessings over this offering that you will use it to your glory. Lord, I bless those who gave. We speak blessings over their finances. We speak a double portion to them. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. And amen. Well, it's Mother's Day, and I would like... For all the ladies, 18 and up, to stand, if you would, so we can just honor you. There you go, half of the building, it's, or more. Well, thank you. We have something for you. I want you to, if you would, come on up and fill up as much of the front area as you can. And we just want to speak a blessing over you and want to give you a, something, come on, don't be afraid. It doesn't bite. You can come on up. And there's there's a lot of things up here. I have no idea what it is. But go ahead, and each of you can take two of two of each, okay? Two of two of whatever you want. Just make make your way along the front here and help yourself. Take, uh, take two things, and then just remain with us up on the front here. We're going to just speak blessings over you. And maybe when you you get something, just kind of move 
move aside so everybody can get to it. Your mother, go on through. And once you have it, maybe just kind of make a straight line across the front here. We just want to um, pray a blessing over you. I know there's a lot of us. And just kind of. How are we doing? <laughs> if you could just kind of face the rest of a uh, rest of the audience so we can they can see you. Because we got people online watching too, so we, we don't want to see the backs of your heads. All right, Dad, how about you speaking a blessing over this, this wonderful group of ladies? In right. Jesus' name. Amen. Heavenly Father, thank you once again today. All of the wonderful blessings here at Calvary. Lord, you bless this church with so many talents. Lord, so many great men of God here today. But today we want to recognize 
And we want to pray for our mighty women of God here at Calvary. From the youngest to the oldest, Lord, we thank you for them. We thank you for their lives. We thank you for their ministries. Some that I don't know about. Some that they don't know about yet. But Lord, you do. And you're calling an army out of the mighty women of God. Department. Lord, you're calling an army of fighters, warriors. Like the Catherine Kuhlmans, Lord. And the Amy McPherson's, Lord. You're calling them out today. Getting them ready for that final moment, Lord. Just before. As we get the everlasting gospel to the ends of the earth. You're calling and arming and right out of this body today, out of this group of, of, of women and mothers and grandmothers, you're calling your army. So we bless them and thank you for them. We ask you to go with them today and make this another great day for them. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask your blessing. Let the church say amen today. Amen. Praise the Lord. God bless you, lady. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You know, huh? It's not late, and, I, and I'm going to do something a little different. And y'all figured that, didn't you, brother? Jim, can you see me over here at this acoustic? Okay. If you'll set the graphics on this headset. You know, some of you ladies been through a lot. And I want to do this for you. I still have joy, I still have joy, after all the things I've been through, I still got joy, I still have joy, I still have joy, after all the things I've been through, I still have joy. Now then ladies, I want you to sing it like this, I still have love. I still have love After all the things I've been through I still got love I still have love I still have love After all the things I've been through I still got love I got love, love, love Love, love, love After all the things I've been through I still got God's love. I got love, love, love. Got love, love, love. After all the things I've been through, I still got love. I still have peace. I still have peace. After all the things I've been through, I still got peace. Still got peace. Still got peace. After all the things I've been through, I still got peace. Now, this is one of my favorites. How many have hope this morning? 
I still have hope. I still have hope. Come on. After all the things I've been through, I still got hope. I still got hope. I still have hope. After all the things I've been through, I still got hope. I got joy, joy, joy. Come on. Joy, joy, joy. After all the things I've been through, I still have joy. Come on, y'all. Joy, joy, joy. Joy, joy, joy. After all the things I've been through, I still got joy. <laughs> Amen. Now that didn't cost you anything. No charge. But you know something? Some of you don't realize you're running on joy this morning. For the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. You're still waiting on certain prayers to be answered this morning. They haven't been answered. But you're running on joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And I, I just counted an honor this morning to be able to dress your... Uh, well, this special day today, Mother's Day, my, my, my. And I'm glad to have the mother of my children here in the house, my lovely bride, soon to be 54 years. I have to remind her it's been that long. You know, when a woman's been with a guy that long, you know, boy, that's a long time for a woman to have to put up with a man. Come on now, say amen, girl. My, my, my. I mean, I'm a handful. I really am. And... Uh, but I, I tell you what, God gave that gal an anointing to take care of business. Sure did. I appreciate you tolerating my country this morning. Uh, I had the choir and asked Brian to help me out. Now, he's no stranger to some of this stuff. But uh, I always remind people the country that I'm doing is the country of Alabama, so that you know. And <laughs> Amen. But when, when my mama prayed, my mama, she was a praying woman, and, and she got the job done. And we're going to talk to you here in a minute about mothers and some, some great things. But, you know, as, as I was uh, getting ready to do this, uh, uh, this Sunday morning event, I thought about some things that affected my life down through the years. Some things, some messages, some songs, and some events. As a, you know, I'm out, out and about. I do a lot of things. I'll be with the Kingsman this coming up weekend, and they're, they're still going in spite of the fact you might. And you know what? I think there's one original member of the Kingsman. The rest of them are young folks like some of you guys out there. And uh, I, uh, I'm going to be on the P's and Q's. Of course, I sing harmony most of the time when I'm working with singers. So that's all right. But, you know, there are songs that have affected me down through the years that have stayed with me down through the years, and I never forgot these songs. And I, here's one of them right here. And actually, I, I considered it a poem because when I read it, I thought this is worthy of keeping this is worthy of, of a lot of notable attention because it really impacted me as a kid, number one. And the song was uh, actually penned by Shirley Caesar. And uh, oh, what a great artist she was. <laughs> but uh, she was in a situation one day at her sister's house and in stepped a little boy and he came into the kitchen where Shirley and her sister was and he handed... Mama, a piece of paper. Now, some of you uh, are familiar with this song, and some of you are not. And uh, it, a lot of artists uh, took the song and, and recorded the song. 
But I'm, I'm going to deliver it to you in the way of a poem today because it's worth listening to. Hallelujah. He handed her this piece, this piece of paper and he had been writing on it. And after wiping her hands, uh, Shirley's sister wiped her hands on her apron. She took the piece of paper in her hand and she read it. And this is what it said. It said, uh, for mowing the yard, $5. For making up my own bed this week, a dollar. Now, back in my days, I want you to know that's a lot of money. Yeah, it was. A quarter was a lot of money in my days. Some of y'all, I know, I know that. <clears throat> but <laughs> for going to the store, 50 cents. And playing with little brother while you were shopping, 25 cents. Well, that wasn't, you know, he must have enjoyed that, I guess. Taking out the trash, a dollar. You know, uh, nowadays, uh, kids moan if they have to do things like that. Uh, my kids didn't necessarily like to do that. Carol, she was always an obedient child, but the others was tough like me. And for getting a good report card, $5. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> and for raking the yard, $2. Total owed, Mama, $14.75. Wow, and I'm going to tell you, when, when, when she pinned this, that, that was a pretty good little touch. That was luck. Yeah, uh, I could take my girlfriend out probably five, maybe six times. I don't know about you, Thomas, but I, we up there, it was cheap getting in the drive-in movie and getting the popcorn and the coke in those days. That was a lot of money. Well, here's what happened. Well, she looked at him and standing there and expecting, like I would have, and a thousand memories flashed through her mind. I'm talking to you, Mother. Put yourself in Shirley's sister's place for just a moment. Forget about old brother Mac. I want, I want you to put yourself in Shirley's place and listen to this right here. This is sweet. And I don't want to, I'm a crybaby, uh, but, but I, I want to get this to you. As she picked up pen and turned the paper over, and this is what she wrote. For the nine months I carried you, holding you inside of me, no choice. For the nights I set up with you, doctored you, and prayed for you, no charge. For the time and tears and the cost through the years, no charge. When you add it all up, the full cost of my love is no charge. For the nights filled with gray and the worries ahead, no charge. For the advice and knowledge, and the cost for getting you through, no charge. Now, okay, that was good, wasn't it? Well, here's what happened. And when she looked at him standing there expecting and a thousand memories flashed through her mind, uh, wait a minute, this, this, I'm, I'm, okay, I had to do a double copy. This is what I want to say. After that mom finished talking to her little boy, he looked up at her. Great big old tear in his eye. Now Shirley wrote this, and I, I, I have to believe what she said. He said, Mama, I sure do love you. She said, uh, and he said, and then he reached out, and he got the letter and turned it over, and he wrote in big words, paid in full. Hallelujah. 
When you add it all up, the real cost of my love, mama, is no charge. My, my, my. Now listen, I know some of y'all had, had forgotten that that song existed because you'd heard it a lot. And, but it's worth repeating today. The cost of a mother's love, no charge. I'll never forget the night my mother left me and went to heaven. I was there, took my daddy for his 90th birthday celebration. Mom was bedridden. She couldn't get out. Mom had the biggest blue eyes that night. It's really remarkable. And uh, she had moments of dementia, and she couldn't, didn't know where she was at at the time, but she knew what she was doing. I was standing at the foot of my mama's bed. And uh, I said, Mom, we took Dad for his 90th birthday celebration. Mom was 87. And she said, well, son, I'm so glad you guys got to do that for your daddy. And I said, uh, I'll be back very quickly, Mom. I'll be back to see you real soon. And I said, I love you, Mama. And she said, and with the biggest smile, didn't have a tooth in her head. So she left her dentures on the plate in that nursing home and somebody dumped them. But Mom had the biggest smile and those great big blue eyes flashed at me and she said, and I love you, son. She perished that night. Well, Mom left me that night. About, about four, five hours later after I had left her in the room. She went to heaven. Didn't expect it. I would have never thought my mama would have left that night. But she left me with a tremendous memory. So make memories, guys and gals, for your mother. Be a memory maker. Make sure that you communicate. There's a lot of great women that have come and gone in our lives. I, this morning I thought about Catherine Kuhlman. Uh, in my younger days, she was uh, kind of uh, the talk of the town when it comes to healing ministries. She, like uh, Amy Simple McPherson, they, they braved all of the craziness in those early days of the full gospel, the healing ministries that were going on. They believed that they were doing the right thing. I'm going to ask you this morning, Mother, what if God had called you to go and do what Amy Simple McPherson had done or what Catherine Kuhlman had done? You know, you might say, well, it wasn't my calling. And you know, but it was hers. Think about it. And they, they were raised up in a particular moment in time when it wasn't popular to be a woman speaker. Are you listening today? It wasn't popular. Fact is, uh, there was a lot of chauvinism, in the, especially up where old brother Matt come from there in Central Alabama. I mean, I was always catching this, I don't believe in them women preachers, you know? And I thought, of course, you know, I thought, well, uh, Somebody's got to get out and get the gospel out. If some guy ain't going to do nothing but sit in front of the TV and drink beer and watch football, say amen with me now. My, my, my. <laughs> my mama would have been a preacher, and I'm going to get off of this in a minute. My mama would have been a preacher. fact is, I heard my mama preach. Boy, and she, in her latter years, she was a, a Bible teacher in a, in a, in a denomination. That didn't have, they didn't, there was a lot of things they didn't allow in their body uh, and in that particular denomination, but they, the women had free course to get up and preach the gospel and prophesy and to uh, 
They gave messages in, in tongues. And there were those who interpreted those messages. They walked in faith. They believed and they were confident. Like Catherine Kuhlman. I, I read a little story about Catherine. And what happened with Catherine, she, uh, uh, she sometimes was scared to death. But she relied upon the Holy Ghost. She was confident in the Holy Ghost. Hey, ladies, listen. If we get the gospel out and get Jesus back here, we're going to have to be so confident that the promises of God are yes and amen. And get this gospel of Jesus Christ out. And get our Lord back here. Amen. So many of you got an anointing. You don't need to be standing in the corner with this tremendous anointing that's on you. And with that said today, I'm going to take you to the book of Judges and show you something unique and kind of out of place. Judges chapter 4. And we're going to talk about the 16 judges that God raised up in Israel before they demanded a king. And I want to try to stay focused, ladies, because I love this message. Judges, Brother Thomas, chapter 4 and verse 1, we'll begin there. And if you have your Bibles, you can turn over there with me. Here's something that's so far out of place. Uh, amen. When I began to read this as a young preacher, I thought, man, how in the world, what was God thinking when he did this right here? But in Judges chapter 4 and verse 1, it says right here that, And the children of Israel again did evil in the sight of the Lord when Ehud died. Of course, he was one of the, uh, he was one of the judges in Israel. And the Bible says in verse 2 here, that, and the Lord sold them into the hand of Jabin, king of Canaan, that reigned in Hazar, the captain of whose host was Sisera, who dwelt in Herosheth of the Gentiles. God used the Gentiles to put a whipping on the children of Israel when they went into apostasy and idolatry. You know, when I was a young man, God didn't use the Gentiles to straighten me out. He used my mama to send me down to the hickory tree. And he said, boy, you don't, if you come back here with a hickory, it ain't going to work. I'm going to send you back. Don't you make me have to go get you a hickory. I said, okay, mama. And so I'd go down and I'd bring a hickory back that lasts a little while. And, you know, and I got over that. Some of y'all never had the hickory put to you, but I, was, I needed the hickory done to me. Come on now. Don't act like y'all always had it. Am I, am I? Some of y'all was really boogers when you was growing up. I know you were. Because God, the glory of God is all over you. When the Holy Ghost lighted on you, man, he lit you up. And I can tell. You was a booger whenever you was out in sin. My, my, my. You was a challenge for your mama. So don't act like you always had it. Amen. How you know, Brother Matt? Because I, I was a mean one when I was growing up. Here we go. Verse 3. <laughs> Some of y'all might not have got enough hickory. I don't know. I don't think I did. Because I went, when I got into, went out into sin at 16, 17 years old, man, I wallowed in it. I needed my mama to get the hickory on me again. And she would have, but she couldn't catch me. <laughs> I was too fast. And then the children of Israel cried unto the Lord. For he had 900 chariots of iron. And 20 years he mightily oppressed the children of Israel. The 
army that God allowed to come down and oppress the children of Israel was a, a mighty army. It was going to take someone with a lot of ability and a lot of imagination and capable of using the armed forces in Israel. It was going to take someone who could whip this guy, Osasira, somebody who had an anointing. It was going to take one of God's Holy Ghost judges to do the job. Ah, what a great story here in verse 4. Y'all read with me here. And Deborah, I want to introduce to you a prophetess today. And Deborah, a prophetess, the wife of Lapidoth, she judged Israel at that time. My, my. Now, God called Deborah. You know what her name means? In Hebrew, I ran this thing four ways to Texas or Alabama. <laughs> Deborah means a bee. A bee. Like a honeybee. You say, well, that was my mama, all right. A bee. I, for some reason, I got the idea that Deborah meant a, to praise, but it didn't. That's what it means, a bee. Kind of reminds you of somebody that, you know, Cassius Clay or Muhammad Ali says, I fly like a butter bee and I sting like a bee. Don't he, y'all, didn't he? <laughs> and he was all of that. My mama could sting like a bee when she had that hickory in her hand. Boy, but Deborah the bee, Deborah was not only a judge in Israel, but she was a wife. Now, how would you ladies like to be called of God, amen, and have to go and tell your husband, <coughs> I got to go fight a battle. You need to get up out of the recliner and help me get ready to go. But hey, she had a husband. She was a prophet. She had the word of God in her mouth. She was called of God. Some of you are called of God. And you've had to fight the beasts of Ephesus to fulfill your calling. I'm preaching now. But you know, don't stop fighting. Because the lives, the eternal destination of many people depend upon you and your obedience. You might say, uh, <clears throat> in those days, obedience to, the, to a husband was the main thing. It was. But I'm thankful today to tell you, I believe that Lapidoth was a man who recognized the anointing upon his wife. I hope, gentlemen, today, I hope, gentlemen, that you will recognize the anointing upon your wife, your children, your daughters, upon your mother, Recognize it. Respect the anointing that's upon that lady in your life. Amen. I've got pictures of my wife preaching to the uh, Teen Challenge girls. And she gets up and she's quiet and meek and tender. But when she gets up in front of those girls, boy, she God fires that girl up, man. I tell her, take all the time you want. But she's obedient. I'm not going to take all of your time. Yeah, but you know if the Lord is speaking through you, and, she, and God does use her. He does speak through her. 
I respect the anointing that's upon her. I respect the calling that's upon her. Amen. For so long, she kind of sat in the back and waited and respected my calling, my anointing, and wouldn't move forward. And with my encouragement and recognition of the fact that she had an anointing upon her life, I would listen to her counsel. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I would listen to her counsel on, t on the telephone. And I would listen to the wisdom and the power in her counsel. And it, it would move me because she could speak into a broken, tragic situation and bring honey like a bee into that situation. Come on, are you listening to me today? Some of you ladies, you get on the phone and you use your anointing. You use counsel. You, that's the only way you can get into that individual's life. Some of you are anointed to send text messages. Is anybody in the house? God is on your side. God is going to rescue you in this situation. The darkness is going to flee because God, He's going to send a host of angels and rescue you out of this. This is not the last of this. You're fixing to recover. You're coming out of this. Oh, yeah. Bang. And you send that text. Oh, yeah. Hallelujah. That telephone is not all bad. I mean, come on now. Hallelujah. You ladies, you're going to play an incredible part of the end time harvest. Some of you, your lives are well spent. You're a grandmother now. And you might, you might have a task with your grandchildren you never thought you'd ever have. You didn't have it with your children, but you love your grandchildren. You want to see your grandchildren make heaven. You want to see your grandchildren uh, bring their friends under the, under the umbrella of the gospel of Jesus Christ. You want to see it. There we go, Jim. Shouted my earpiece off again. My goodness. Hallelujah. But she had a husband that she respected. But she also had a husband that respected her. And y'all, I want you to know this was 1,200 years B.C. In those days, the ladies and the women were barely canoned in the scriptures. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You go back and run the genealogy on the female faction in the Bible and you'll see what I'm saying. A lot of chauvinism back then, but she was not deterred. Let's read on here. Go to verse 5. And she dwelt under the palm tree of Deborah between Ramah and Bethel. Y'all know what Ramah is. <laughs> and y'all know what Bethel is. Of course, that's a church. And Mount Ephraim. And the children of Israel came up for judgment. She had a challenge that was, that was, that was incredible. When, when the children of Israel had a debate, they had an issue, whether it was with a town or whether it was just a one, one family against the other. She had to call a play. She had to make a judgment. She had to arrest and put prisoners in jail. She had to make judgment. She had to make a call. She was the, the chief judicial agent in Israel. Are you listening to me today? Can you get a picture of this lady? Hallelujah. Amen. This bee. Yeah. Go to verse 6. 
I love this. And she sent and called Barak, the son of Abinoam, out of Kadesh Nephthali. That's, that's Nephthali. Kadesh Nephthali. Full of words. And said unto him, Hath not the Lord God Israel commanded, saying, Go, and, verse 7, draw toward Mount Tabor, and take with thee 10,000 men of the children of Nephthali and of the children of Zebulon. And verse 7 says, Hallelujah. And I will draw unto thee to the river Kishon, Sisera. Now he's a captain of this Gentile group, Sisera. The captain of Jabin's army with his chariots and his multitude. Remember, he had 900 chariots. There probably wasn't 10 in Israel. She had, Deborah had quite a challenge, but she called for Barak. And you know what Barak's name is in Hebrew? Barak's name is one who's kneeling. Kneeling. I mean, check it out for yourself. Google me. <laughs> I don't care. I hope you do. He was kneeling. He was a humble servant. She said, I, she said I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deliver Jabin's army into your hands, Barak. She says, I'll draw unto thee the river of Kishon, Sisera, the captain of Jabin's army, with his chariots and his multitude, and I will deliver him into thine hand. She said, I'm going to put them into your hand. She was a mighty warrior. She was tough as a pine knot. That's Alabama for you. Amen. Some of y'all don't know what a pine knot is. I, I, maybe later on I'll describe that to you. Here we go. She said, I am going to make sure this happens. I'm going to ha make it happen, Barak. I'm going to make it happen. But look at this. I love it. I love it. Verse 8. Hallelujah. Look at this. And Barak said unto him, he had said unto her, If thou wilt go, then will I go. Glory to God. But if thou wilt not go with me, then I will not go. He knew and understood the anointing that was on this great lady. He had confidence that with, that with that anointing and that calling accompanying him against 900 chariots that God would give him deliverance. But without that, he would not go because his life wasn't worth a plug nickel. You say, how do you know that? Well, I want to suggest to you that that's the way he felt about it. Because later on, if you'll read the song of Deborah, you'll see how that battle was won. Has anybody ever read the song of Deborah? Well, okay, no, hey, there you are. We got one back here. Amen. Hey, read it. Go over into chapter 5 and read the song of Deborah. How, my goodness, the courses of heaven fought. Barak knew that there would be a deficiency without that anointing. I want you to know today, ladies, 
There's a deficiency in the body of Christ today. There's a need in the body of Christ today. There's a need in the body of Christ today for our women to step up like they did at the turn of the century and say, you may not want to go with me, you lazy bum, but I'm going to church tonight and I'll go tomorrow night. Amen, you'll get your butter beans and cornbread, but I'm going to church. Y'all could shout with me if you wanted to, but that's all right. That's the way my mama preached. Y'all might say, you had a, your mama must have been a mighty woman of God. My mama was a red-headed Irish woman. And I was, my daddy was a Cherokee. Two bad licks against me. Wham! <laughs> my daddy was raised in the Cherokee Indian camp. His, he loved, he, he'd rather be with his grandpa than he would anybody. He told me some of the craziness. He was raised on the dirt. And I think that stuff was intrinsic because I love the dirt. <laughs> My mama, you know, she, see, she, she seen that I had an interest in the kitchen. And, and uh, I was all boy, but I loved the way she did things. One day I was a little boy, probably 10 years old. I said, Mama, can you teach me how to make that cornbread? She said, I sure will, boy. Come on over here. Get this right here and get this and a cup of this and a cup of that. And I said, why are you putting flour in it? Mama, it's cornbread. She said, because if you don't put that flour in there, you, you'll find out. So she taught me how to make cornbread. And I got the, the big head after a while. I said, Mama, teach me how to make cake. Teach me how to do butter beans. Teach me how to do dumplings. And, and I become a pretty good hand in the kitchen. The only hand that I didn't like was when it comes to washing dishes. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. I left that to my brothers. They didn't want to do it either. Amen. You might say, well, and my daddy told me, he said all that stuff, women's work. Well, I didn't care. When mama got started cranking it out, I got in the middle of it and helped her crank it out. And I learned how to cook. My wife didn't know all this when I first married her, y'all. She didn't know all this. Well, he didn't know about it. Amen. You know, my son-in-law, he's one of the best hands in the kitchen I've ever seen. Man, oh man, he'll have a meal cooked before I can even think about getting one started. Amen. All you girls ought to have a son-in-law like I got. <laughs> Hallelujah. A Holy Ghost son-in-law who can, and buddy, he can, he can brew up more out of a kitchen that ain't got nothing in anybody I've ever seen. <laughs> he, can, he can get the job done. Some of y'all, I'm telling you the truth now. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. It's time. It's time. I want y'all to know we're in the close of the era. My passion is to treat, preach, preach, <laughs> teach, preach, and, and, and identify the end of the era and the close of the age. If you're afraid now of what's going on, don't be. Don't be. There's a lot of Bible back here in the back. Amen. There's a lot of Bible back here in the back. It's got to be fulfilled. Anybody in the house? A lot of it. And I want you to know you're a part of it. I want you to know, if there's somebody out there listening to me on the, uh, amen, in this live stream, you've got a, a task set before you. We've got to get the gospel, the everlasting gospel, to the ends of the earth. How would you like to see a great revival break out in Russia? Come on now. How would you like to see that? It's breaking out in Russia. How would you like to see a great revival breaking out in China? 
The church is rising up in China. Oh, yeah, there's a church in Iran. The ones that want to blow us all to kingdom come. But listen, they're rising up. They're refusing to, to set back and, and let tyranny overwhelm them and take their country. All over the world, all over Central, South, and Western Africa, tremendous moves of God. Churches and schools are being built in the name of the Lord. God's word is going out. The everlasting gospel is going all over the world. Amen. And Jesus is soon to come back. He's coming. I want you to know, be encouraged. Don't be discouraged. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering of praise in the house. Smiling off the Lord Jesus. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to finish this up. Thank you, Jesus. And she said, she saw his determination. She realized, amen, that he wasn't going to back down. But here's what the part that I like. Deborah was fearless. Some of y'all got a grandma. I hear you, Holy Spirit. Some of y'all got a grandma that was fearless in faith. Some of you got a mother that's fearless in faith. Rejected, kind of slid to the side, the last one to be called on. But let me tell you, don't you ever, don't you ever be embarrassed at the anointing God put on you. Do you hear me today? Amen. Gifts and callings are without repentance. Do you, you know what that means, don't you? If God put his gift on you and he called you, you can't change your mind. <laughs> Some of y'all, I know. Don't let it, Listen. He called you because you're capable. He calls you because he's, he's equipped you. Hallelujah. Amen. You go after the devil. Go after the enemy. Take your children out of the mouth of the lion. Take your grandchildren out of the mouth of the lion. Barak knew. He knew. Amen. With Deborah. The prime minister of Israel, she may be a mama. She could have been a, a mother. She might not have been. It didn't make any difference. She was called of God. Barak knew that. And he knew with her there in the middle of that battle that he had was certain to win. He knew for a fact. He was confident. Amen. The kind of confidence that she had, mama. The kind of confidence that Deborah had, grandma. Amen, you've had it in the past. You can have it for the future. God will give you his house, your household. He will do it. Say amen with me now. Hallelujah. You might say, well, the children nowadays don't particularly like our kind of church. It's coming a time they're going to like any kind of church. Mm -hmm. You know all this craziness that's captured the minds and hearts of some of our young people? Eventually, it's not going to be, it ain't going to matter to them. They're going to run out of craziness and they're going to run out into sensibility. They're going to run into understanding. They're going to run into wisdom. They sure are. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You might say, man, my, my, some of mine are a hopeless case. Yeah, just like some of, well, okay. We'll leave that right there. Hold on now. And she said, I will surely go with thee notwithstanding the journey that thou takest shall not be for thine honor. You know what she was going to do? Deborah was going to say, Barak, 
I'm going to put this in your pocket. Your notoriety is going to flow like a river. She had confidence. She had the word of God in her mouth. Hallelujah. When she spoke the word of God, it would have come to pass. She's <laughs> but here's what she said, okay, Barak. For the Lord shall sell Caesarea into the hand of a woman. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, ladies, when you call those things that be not, Mama, when you call those things that be not as though they were, hallelujah, like the faith and confidence of Abraham, he's going to bring it to pass. He will do it. I challenge you to speak the word in confidence. Call your loved ones out of darkness. I challenge you. Hallelujah. God is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent or change his mind about you, mama, grandma, amen, and young lady. Hallelujah. God has not changed his mind about you. Thank you, Jesus. Yeah, and Deborah arose and went with Barak to Kadesh and man the battle. The battle was on. The battle was on. Amen. And I'm telling you, that mighty woman of God, she called those things out of heaven that was necessary. The angels fought in their courses. Read it for yourself. They fought in their courses. The powers of heaven rained down on the enemies of Israel because of the word of God that came forth out of that mighty, mighty, mighty woman of God. Hallelujah. You know, one day I want you to know here, here in uh, the state of Florida, you guys are raising up some mighty women of God, Amen. And a lot, of, most, a lot of them are going to the white, the uh, the governor's mansion. But I see women right raising up and going to the White House. I see them full of God and His Word. I feel, I see them going with an anointing, Amen. If they didn't really realize they had. They're going to change the course of this country. You might say it's too late, Brother Mac. It ain't never too late when you got Jesus on your side. It's never too late. Hallelujah. I see this country. Amen. And the body of Christ rising up here in this great nation and turning everything in a different direction. Let me tell you, our sins has come up before God. Now say amen with me. But our sins are being dealt with. God is changing hearts and minds about some of the terrible sins that this country has committed. And I know that. Amen. But God is changing the course of this country. Mighty women of God, mighty men of God are standing up and they're saying, I've had enough. I've had enough. I've had enough. I'm going to do what you told me to do, Jesus. I'm going to call that thing down. I'm going to call that wickedness down. You're going to stand up and you're going to call it down. You will call it down. And when you call it down, it's going to fall. You're going to call people out of darkness. You're going to say to yourself, okay, I'm going to stand up and do what God told me to do. I'm going to call them out of darkness. I'm going to call my children out of darkness. I'm going to call my grandchildren out of darkness because I'm called to do that. And God will honor my faith. God will honor my faith. Do you believe that God will honor your faith today? Stand with me then. Hallelujah. Please stand.
You might say to me, Brother Mac, what a Mother's Day message. <laughs> oh, we're going to have tears. We've shed enough tear, Grandma. Did you hear me? We've shed enough tears, Mama. You've shed enough. You've cried enough. It's now, it's time for you to be rewarded for, for your faith. I mean, look at the legacy of this bee. I don't know if she was a bumblebee, if she was a wasp. I choose to believe that Deborah, in the mind of God, was a honeybee. She'd sting if she had to, but she had honey oozing out of her ministry. I believe that. I believe that she stored up nourishment because she was a bee. I believe that Israel, of course Israel did have peace and Israel did have safety. She was the fourth of all of the judges, y'all. She was the fourth one. Kind of like the fourth guy in the fire. Are you listening? Come on now. Y'all know who the fourth man in the fire was, don't you? His name is Jesus. She was number four to be called. And my, what an incredible, incredible venture she carried the children of Israel through. Brought them in on the other side. And my, I challenge you to read chapter five, all the blessing. Hallelujah. This morning, ladies, I want to tell you, be encouraged in the Lord because God called you. You know something? And it's, it's right here. It don't cost you anything. Oh, this, this is free right here. <laughs> when I go to Teen Challenge, if my honey ain't with me, I tell them, now listen, if I appear to be a little afflicted today, it's because I'm working with half a brain. My, my wife is not with me today. So I got half a brain. Amen. And I love for her to be with me. I love for her to be with me. If she's sitting over there, I feel better. I just feel better. I mean, you're not saying, hey, everybody. Got my wife today. Hey, there's my honey. <laughs> Women of today, I want you to know we're in store for some, for some great things. Great things. Here at Calvary, I want you to know you got one of the greatest pastors. I love, I love uh, Pastor Dan's ministry. I love it. I love it when Miss Liz gets up and and binds the forces of the enemy and calls for healing. I love it. I love it. You all have some tremendous elders here who preach the word of God, have the word of God in their mouth. Amen. Don't miss a service because that word could be yours. I always listen every morning, every Sunday morning in that corporate message. I listen for a message from Mac. The whole sermon might not be for me, but there's a nugget in there. There's a nugget. There's a little bread in there. There's some bread in there. You know there's 1184 chapters in the Bible and there are 31,102 verses in the Bible. And all of it is bread. Come on now. It's nourishment. I want to get my, hey, you know, it don't matter to me if it's raisin bread. I'll take it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Would you, would you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, we come to you today thanking you for this great body. Today's a special day for the sweet ladies in this body, the mothers, 
Lord, without a mother, I wouldn't have been here. Without a mother, I wouldn't have been here. I thank you for my mother who, who brought me into this world. I'm glad that my mom and dad got together. Lord, I'm glad that you give me an opportunity to come into this world. I'm glad that I first heard about Jesus sitting on my mama's knee. I thank you for my mother. I thank you for my grandmothers, Lord, who stood strong in faith, believing God for their family. Today, Father, if there's a mother in the house that's grieved, Lord, that that's, uh, has children that are way away from God, now I'm asking you, Holy Spirit, to bring that mother to a place where that, that mother can realize your word that it trumps any event. That your word trumps unbelief. That your word trumps sin. Bring that mother to that place so she can focus and concentrate on what you said, what you promised. Lord, if there's one in the house, I'm asking you for that. If there's a grandmother today, I'm asking you for that. I'm asking you for grandmothers and mothers to become more focused than ever before. And Lord, that you'll bring this thing to a close with great conquering, mighty women of God right out of Calvary Assembly of God. Can you say amen with me today in the name of Jesus? God bless you. Here's my son-in-law. Amen. Where'd my son-in-law go? I'm right here. Hey. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Dad. Thank you for... For coming, happy Mother's Day. We're getting you 10-minute head start to get to the restaurant. <laughs> I know you're going to need it, but thank you all. Have a blessed Mother's Day. Um, 6.30 tonight, Brother Dave will be speaking with us. Have a blessed, blessed day. God bless you.